to see the price have been like a drop, it's easy to say to your client, to your bank, to your yeah, investor that's a okay, it's the right time to top up. But for me, that's a I don't feel comfortable to do the top up. When when I saw that said the the price have been like a drop about let's say twelve percent at that time, um, don't do any let's say top up. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risks, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I'm here with featured guests, Mohammed Sidek Jantan. Mohammed, or I'll call you Sidek. Are you ready to rock? Yes. Are you sure. ready to rock? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's, let me introduce you to the audience a bit. Mohammed yeah. Sidek Jantan, or we'll call you Sidek, joined yes. Standard Financial Advisor in June 2014. His role at Standard FA now is Head of Investment and Financial Planning with primary responsibility of managing corporate and high net worth investment portfolio, investment research, and strategy. He also is involved with financial strategy and planning for government-linked companies and multinational companies. CDEC graduated with a Bachelor of Economics with honors from National University Malaysia and a Master's in Science in Business Strategy, Leadership and Change from Harriet Watt University in the UK, right? What city was that in? Edinburgh. Okay, Edinburgh. So in uh, Scotland. Scotland. Got it. Yes. Okay, sorry about that. I'm still learning. <laughs> uh, he also holds an Islamic financial planning certificate from the Islamic Banking and Finance Institute of Malaysia, which is overseen by the Central Bank and the Securities Commission of Malaysia. And he is a certified design thinking practitioner from Genovasi Design Thinking School of Malaysia. All right, CDEC, let's see. Can you fill in any details in addition to that about your life? I'm just 31 years old and I've been in the investment line for about let's say eight years. And a lot of the mistakes have been let's say go through and a lot of the learning that I've been go through, most of it is from my clients and from my colleagues. I would like to share to everyone. Okay, great. Fantastic. All right. Well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And remember, since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a yeah. bit about the circumstances leading up to it and Tell us your story. This has happened eight years ago. Well, I can say that it's a, about let's say six months after I'm in the I'm starting my career in the investment line. And the main question that I would like to let's share to everyone is: Will the analysts buy the stock they cover during the time I'm covered the consumer non cyclical stock? And being analysts, I have to access into the company investor day, which the company share their news forecast report to the analysts. In overall, I have the knowledge about the stock that I cover. Yes, this is what I have been that's experience. And this is where that I know this specific company, which their main products include crackers, cookies, assorted biscuits biscuits, cakes, and cream sandwich. I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not comfortable to share about the company there. No problem. But, yeah. So that's a, with the sufficient information I have and the number of the colleagues from the different investment company, which normally that's how we meet during the investor sessions, I feel confident to invest into this particular stock. 
my reason first that said the valuation is good mm-hmm. and the forecast data is good the company balance sheet is positive and the most important is it's a family business it's a run by the let's like, say uh, the the number of the let's like, say siblings and it's a, a something let's like, say let's like, say uh, they have been let's like, uh, uh, carry the a family uh, legendary that's uh, from the like said the father passed to the uh, uh, the sons so basically that's uh, i'm like to invest into to the like uh, something that's uh, it's not so high risk but it's not uh, something that's a uh, very low risk i'm not interested with the fixed income i'm not interested on the fixed deposit i'm look for the like uh, something that's a uh, moderate so that's a uh, hence this this particular stock is a suit to my risk appetite. So everything is a spoof and I put my heart and money. Uh, at that time, it's about like so my four months salaries into this particular stock. And I remember the time, it's a 12th January 2011 and the price was 0.55 Malaysia Ringgit. It's a 55 cent. Or oh, before that, I need to clarify that sir, I'm not just invest into this stock only. I invest into to the REITs, mutual funds, and i already do my diversification it's no issue of the diversification it's no issue of the concentration risk because as a as an analyst i believe that sir i well manage for the this uh, portfolio so everything is smooth and my investment objective is most of the time is about like say, two to three years which is a, i can say is a roughly around that's a uh, short to medium term and when i'm do the investment the first thing that i'm really like to put on my decision is a, a fundamental of the company so that's a, i don't care how much the price and how much the volatility of this stock i believe on the fundamental of this stock and so mind by mind because it's a, for me that's a It's quite tough for me to that's a monitor my own investment let's uh, regularly because it's I don't want it to be effect on my decision for the company investment. So that's uh, basically I've just uh, monitor my investment roughly around let's uh, once a month or sometimes let's like, uh, twice a month. If not mistaken that's uh, at a one time the stock have performed 20 over percent and for me that's uh, it's a sufficient But on the October 2011, the stock had been slowed down. As an analyst, and I also have the data about the company, and it showed that sir, the stock have a good potential. My first mistake, I refused to do the top up when the price dropped. Even that sir, I'm in the like sir investment lines, but to see the price have been like sir drop, it's easy to say to your client, to your bank, to your investor that sir, okay, it's the right time to top up, but. For me, that's a. Uh, I don't feel comfortable to do the top up. Uh, when when I saw that said uh, the the price have been like said uh, drop about let's say twelve percent at that time, um don't do any let's like, say uh, top up for my own investment. I I admit it is uh, my first mistake for the this uh, session that I want to show share to you guys. So this is my first mistake, and then that's a uh, uh, the following month, which is uh, roughly around in the mid of November. The price is a keep dropping until in January 2012. If I'm not mistaken, it's roughly around 14, 15 January 2012. Uh, the stock had been lost over 35 percent. It's a 35 percent. I have been like this thing that's a, okay with this kind of money, I can buy a lot of things, and then that's a, why I have been like a, uh, put on this investment. But I have an ego, 
and I believe on my data. And when you have relaxed like, admit the number of the analysts, especially that's the people who are slightly senior with you, I mean, that's a, have a working experience more than you, and then that's a, uh, you meet up with them, and they have like so, met their suggestions, and they have like so, advised me to just like, so, okay, it's time to the cut loss. And as a novice investor at that time, I have been like some doubt whether that's I want to like some believe on my data or just follow the flow, which is a like, just a cut uh, just a cut loss and exit. And I'm still like some believe on my data, but after I see number of my colleagues, number of my friends exit from this particular stock, and plus that said the stock price have been like so keep dropping. And plus, that sir, my friends have a back some profit from the new investment. It's made me feel uncomfortable. First, that sir, I keep asking myself why I still keep this stock. Why people sell this stock and what I did wrong. Which is, I refer as a group thing in investment. Sorry, the, the term group thing in investment, I've only learned after the, this mistake. So that's a, to, this is a how that's a, I feel like oops, I missed this opportunity. And on the February 2014, uh, uh, 2012, 2012, I decided to sell my holding. We said at that time, that's a loss about like a 28%. And it's, I feel that sir, yes, it's compared to the like sir, previous month, the, the stock has been like sir, lost about like sir, 35. Now it's a 28, so it's still okay. So that's I've not lost so much. Even though that's a 28%, is still huge. So that's a, okay, fine. That's a, just a like sir, exit, cut loss, everything. But the story is not ends here. The price moving up after a few months drop. And I'm going to kill people who are influenced me to exit at that time because that's a yes the, uh, after I saw the, uh, the, uh, the, the stock on the February March still dropping and then that's a April is a, is a uh, recover and if I'm not mistaken it's on July that's a, the price is about let's say zero point uh, because that's a, I'm saw it it's a roughly around that's a, uh, 0 0.35 some, uh, two, uh, if I'm not mistaken that's a, because that's a, I have a data that's a, I just archive it from my account so yeah, uh, at that time that's a, about let's say 0 0.3 Zero point three eight, and suddenly it's that the price is not uh, uh, the price is a recover to the, the zero point four five. Which is a much higher than the price that I saw. I, I cannot accept it. So this is a let's say how the pain that I feel and when I made the wrong call and it's really let's say, uh, really let's say, give me the impact and I'm try to let's say, uh, look back on the what I made a mistake when I decide to let's say, exit from the disinvestment because that's a yes you believe on your data you believe on your details the all the figure that you have but if let's say that the people have let's say, influence you and you see that oh I miss the opportunity and etc. I'm ready to just say let's say exit and just say let's say. Where is the share price today? Do you know? Uh, yeah, uh, the share price today is at 0 0.36. If let's say I share the share price today, it looks like I made the right decision, but to know now, it, yeah, at the time, what if, if let's say that the price is going up about let's say 60 cents, because that's a, at the one time the price has been let's say go up at the 60 
cents and 62 cents if I'm not mistaken. And then let's say the price will be like a drop uh, due to the like say the change of the uh, directors. So that's a, that's a, another issue. I don't want to touch on the like say the family issue into the business. Okay, great. So tell me, what lessons did you learn from this experience? If the company have a strong financial profile and have a strong background and you believe with the data never allow other people to influence your decisions and this is a what i learned during that event and this is a what i feel that's a, a lot of the investor they are easily to be influenced and influence or not influence is a the one thing it is it, we can talk about that's a behavior finance but if you know what you invest and you really have the data, you really let's see that the data have a, a some of potential and you know that some of the pipeline is become the catalyst of the of the uh, of the stock. Why you sell it? You should keep it. And I only let's apply this kind of the let's approach where I invest into the Malaysia Airlines, the MAS. Mm -hmm. this is a purchase the stock price. Right, it's not right after the the missing flight, but it's a it's a lagging about let's like, say two months after the, the missing flight where let's say the price is at the lower stage, which is a, about let's like, say twelve years price, which is a, the, this uh, at that time it's a, about eighteen cent, and the price has been let's like, say suffer a lot of loss, but I've been let's like, say hold for about let's like, say two months when that's a people have like a panic sell and then that's a I see that's a the, the stock company the, the company have a good fundamentals and this is supported by the GSC and I know that the GSC have a like a try to like maintain it because that's a it is something that's a to serve the community so I bought it and I learned my mistake no need to just hold for about like a one year two years after two months, I just sell it. I just make about like 30, not 30, it's about like 45, 48%. So this is what I learned. That people tend to panic when there's something happened. People tend to panic when the price has been like dropped so much, unexpected price. And then suddenly that's a, you think that you made the wrong decision, you just sell it. And the worst part is a, after a few months, after a few weeks, that you find out that the price is going up. Yeah. So you let, let me summarize what I take away from your story. There's a few things. The first thing that's interesting, um, and having lived in Asia now um, half of my life, um, it's what, one of the things that you said at the beginning of the story is something that a listener in the West may not understand. And that is, you said that you felt comfortable investing in this business because it was a family business. You said, yes, correct. in fact, that's most important to understand that the next generation is trying to keep the reputation of it. Yes. And it's funny because if you look in America as an example, one of the things that they warn against is investing in family business. You know, you should invest in a professionally run business. But my experience in Asia is that in the end, you're going to be investing with a family in almost every case. And, and if you're not, you should be careful because professionally run companies may not have anybody really looking after it. Of course, the challenge is you've got to invest with the right family. <laughs> the family yeah. is not gonna rip you off. So yes. that's the first thing that I take away that's a good um, little bit of a, a difference from a relate, relative you know, investing zone, let's say from Asia compared to the US. Now, you raise probably the biggest problem that almost every investor faces, and that is you buy a stock because you think it is going to go up, and instead it goes down. 
nobody want to buy the stock when you think that said the stock going to go down. So, so what we can conclude from that is that nobody's going to buy a stock. Everybody who's buying a stock is believing it's going to go up. Yes. And so already something's wrong there because we know that stocks go up and down. Now, yeah. the, the second thing is that when you're an investor, you have two options, you know, a couple of options, let's say. Option number one is that you say, I've done my research. I like this company. The share price fell from 100 to 90. I'm going to buy more at 90. And then the share price falls to 80. And you say, I like this company. I've revisited the fundamentals and I've called the company and I, I'm going to buy more at 80. And then the stock price goes to 70. And you say, I like this company. I've looked at my model. I've looked at the valuation. I've looked at competitors and nothing's happening anywhere. And therefore, I'm going to buy more at 70. This is a process we call averaging down. And it is very common for a traditional fund manager who says, I'm investing because I like the business model, I've studied it, I've analyzed it. Of course, there's no guarantee that the share price is gonna go up. <laughs> yeah. And there's no guarantee that it's gonna to continue to fall. Now, yes. the second way that people do this is they say, okay, I bought it at 100, I think it's gonna go up. Whoa, it went to 90? Ooh, I don't like that. Okay, it went to 80? Whoa, am I missing something? It went to nine, uh, 70, oh, I'm out. I can't ride it down. And therefore, this is called cut loss. And now cut loss yeah. is another way that some people do it when they manage a portfolio by saying that there's some optimal number or percent. Now, I've done both of these ways. And I can tell you, if you do a stop loss, particularly in Asia, you're probably talking about a 20%. If it fell by 20%, yes. you would probably say the probability of this stock bouncing back is low. And therefore, I'm going to take the 20% loss and I'm going to allocate that stock uh, that income to another stock, which brings us to, you'll notice I don't have an answer for those two questions, averaging down or cut loss, <laughs> because ultimately, you know, only time can tell. That's very hard because in the world of finance, we just don't have rules that can say, look, if it goes to this point, I'm going to buy more. Or if it goes to that point, I'm going to sell it all. Uh, there are no rules like that. And everything that even if you think you know, it won't go that way the next time. So, yeah. um, but what I can tell you is that I've done a lot of testing at my academic, some of my academic work across Asia. And I have found that optimally, you're probably talking about 20 to 25% fall from the price you purchased it within, let's say, one year. Yeah. Within that one year. And at the end of the year, the best thing to do is re- calculate that 20%. So if the stock went up to 100, uh, went up, was it, if it was at 100 where you bought it, and you said 20%, if it goes to 80, I'm going to cut loss. And mm. then let's say that it doesn't go to 80. Let's say it goes to 150, and then it goes to 180, and then it goes to 200. At the end of the year, it's now at 200. At the end of the year, you should recalculate your stop loss. And basically what that means is that you're going to say, if this stock goes down by 40, in other words, it goes to 160, that's my new stop loss point. Now, that is not what okay. we're talking about in your case, because you're saying, look, I've done the fundamental research. I'm yes. comfortable to invest with this. Now, I'm going to bring up the last thing of my comments, and that is this concept of group think that you mentioned. And that is basically when you hear other people talking about it, either positive or negative. It's so hard to go against what yes. you are saying. 
Yet, we know that to be a successful investor over a long period of time, you've got to build your own story, you've got to do your own research, and you've got to monitor your own stocks. So those are a lot of different things. I not can say I have a great conclusion out of it, but those are some things that I take away from your presentation of, of your story. Is there anything I missed? Uh, no, uh, it's everything has been let's say, addressed by you. Yeah. Okay. So now let's, um, based on what you've learned from this story and that story was a while ago. So you've learned a lot more from it. One action would you recommend the listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? As I've shared just now, that's uh, when you make a decision to invest, that's the decision is a make because that's a, you believe on the investment. Everyone have a uh, the words belief is a uh, very subjective. For me, that's uh, I know everything that's uh, is uh, already let's say improper. That's why that's uh, I'm invest. So for the listener out there, that's uh, the one thing that uh, you can do is a uh, be firm on your decisions and believe that uh, if let's say that's uh, you made a mistake now, it's still good. If let's say that's uh, you have been let's say uh, lost about let's say twenty over percent, this is something a turning point for you to look on your investment strategy. If let's say that's uh, you always have a making about 10, 20, 30 percent, it's no call investment. Yep. It's called on the let's say uh, that's a uh, gambling and the, it, 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 you cannot find that's a one specific stock that's a able to give you let's say every day is a positive return okay and i like what you said um, when you believe in what you're what you're investing in and i think it's important for the listeners to understand that what cdec is talking about is when you believe based on research and logic yeah. yes and that's where i think part of uh, the sol solution of this type of a problem is that when the stock price falls or rises you know whatever happens you should go back to your reason and logic about the company yes don't get caught up in your emotions so fantastic sure. fantastic all right well there you have it listeners another story of laws to keep you winning to find more stories like this, previous episodes, and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit my worst investment ever. As we wrap up, CDEC, thanks for coming on the show. I know it's painful talking about our losers, but our listeners are learning to win as a result. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Try and believe on the data and believe on your decisions. All right. There you go. That's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth. Fellow risk takers, I'll see you on the upside.